and welcome to another episode of Tiff Time, the podcast that talks all things life and laughs. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. We've got a really exciting week coming up this week, everyone. I will be discussing sleep training and what my experience so far has been with it. It's not been as much of a nightmare this week, which I am very, very happy about. We, of course, have Tiff's tantrums. I've actually got two tantrums for you this week. I've been having a right tiff about things, so you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. And the votes are in. Tiff's tea this week is a juicy one. So let's get started. So... As I've previously mentioned in previous episodes, I am currently sleep training our little angel and it's going well. I have to say it is going very, very well. Now, as you all know, I decided to try the cry out method, which is basically where you put the baby down, you come back every five minutes to sort of pat baby, maybe give baby a cuddle, put back down, just so she she knows I'm always coming back, but she also knows that she has to self-soothe and, and sort of put herself to sleep. I don't want to say ratty, but definitely a bit sort of, oh, you know, well, I, I, I don't want to talk about that, you know, which is what I've found. And I mean, it's fair enough because as a mother, other mothers are so judgy. Like everything you do, you feel like you are being judged. As a parent, as a mother, as a father, honestly, you can never do any right, basically, in a lot of people's eyes, which I think is so sad because as parents, we should all be supporting each other rather than trying to tear each other down. But what I've found this week of sort of quite quite a lot of crying, struggling to sort of get her to sleep. But this week, we've got a routine now of bath, bottle, bed, and she is doing brilliantly. She is sleeping through the night. She goes down between sort of seven and half seven. Sometimes she'll stir, and then I just go in, put our little uh, you and the sheep on, and pop her dummy in and then that's her straight back over so I honestly can't complain she has been an absolute dream the other side of it though is now she's just she's not sleeping in the days so during the day I am really struggling to get her to take naps because I just think my child has serious FOMO fear of missing out like she's gonna miss some kind of party or something (laughs) I don't know I don't know what it is but she just does not want to nap during the day So now there's been a couple of nights where I've had to put her to bed early because she's fallen asleep in her chair, bless her, because she's so knackered. So it has been an interesting one. And obviously the cry it out method, I obviously didn't start until she was of age. So she is five and a half months now. And I just think however you decide to sleep train your child, whether it be co-sleeping, whether it be you know, different methods, whatever, it's okay. Like, let's just give each other a bloody break, you know? Like, it is fine. Whatever you decide to do for your child that you feel is best, that's all that matters. As a parent, that is all that matters, you know? As long as you feel you are doing what you want to do and what you feel is best for your child, that is all that matters. 
at the end of the day. So let's stop judging each other. Let's stop, you know, having these sort of catty comments of, well, I did this and this worked, so you should try it because it's definitely going to work for you. No, it's not. Every child is different. Every child is different, all right? No one comes out of the womb the exact same. Not even twins. Every child is different. So let's give each other a break, everyone. Now, I wanted to share with you some comments that I actually received on Instagram about sleep training. And it's quite interesting because, obviously, there is so many different opinions on this. So the first comment I got was from a lovely mummy called Bethany. She said, I personally co-sleep with both my sons aged two and ten months. The way I see it, I hate sleeping alone. And if I was and if I was crying, I'd hate to be left alone. So why would I do it to my children? A lot of countries, it's actually norm to co-sleep. And if done safely, it's proven to be better for the baby than sleeping on its own. Now Absolutely. This is such a good point because I know that there's a lot of parents that are against co-sleeping and there's a lot of parents that are absolutely for it. Again, we're all human beings, guys. We can all have opinions about things. Let's not get, you know, the pitchforks out already, you know, because you have to enjoy as much time with your child while they're small Because let's face it, they are going to turn into teenagers eventually and they ain't going to want to spend any time with you. And then maybe in their 20s, they come back, usually because they need food or money or something like that. (laughs) So why not enjoy as much time with your little babies as you possibly can? You know, it just, it makes sense. It does make sense. She says... My advice is quite controversial. We put baby in his own room, in his own cot, safely at five weeks old. It worked for us as he was a very light sleeper, so the duvet and us sleeping woke him up more. He was also confused with day and night, as they all are. So the same day he went into his own room, we started the bedtime routine, either bath or baby massage, then bottle bed. He's now 13 months old and sleeps incredibly well, often sleeping at 7pm right through to 8.30am. She continued, it's not often understood when we tell people, but it works for us. And we'll do the same, we'll do the same with our second, which is on the way. Madison, thank you so much for that message. And brilliant. If it works for you, amazing. And for him to be sleeping that long already is absolutely fantastic. We also have another message from Sophie. She says, I'm a first-time mum and my son is 21 months. He's not sleeping well and never has. My son goes to bed happy, fed, bathed and still wakes several times in the night, usually just for his dummy and goes right back to sleep. I think he just likes to know I'm there, to be honest. So my advice wouldn't be my strong point but every child is different. And you're absolutely right, Sophie. You're absolutely right. Every child is different. And I just think we need to give each other a break, everyone, in all seriousness. When it comes to being a parent, being a parent is so, so hard because everything you do feels like you are being watched when you decide to wean, when you decide to put them in their own room, what you even decide to feed them before they're even born. So as parents, I just want us to support 
each other, everyone. I think that is so, so important because being a new parent is so scary and you are questioning every single thing you have in your mind. But to all those parents out there, you're doing an amazing job. You're doing an amazing job and just keep going and keep doing whatever you feel is best for your baby. And it's now time for Tiff's Tantrums. What am I having a tiff about this week? Well, I'll tell you what I'm having a tiff about. In fact, I'm having a tiff about two things. So, buckle up, guys. (laughs) So, the first thing is a little-known company that you might all know, use every day, called YouTube. Why am I having a tiff about YouTube? Well, I'll tell you. So, to put into context, obviously, my baby is bigger now so she wants to play all the time bless her she's like a little ball of energy she wants to roll she wants to bounce she wants to do all sorts right so I've gone from having a baby that sleeps most of the day to now a baby that wants to play all day being a mother being on maternity leave I still got stuff to do, man. You know, I've still got to do the laundry. I've still got to do dishes. I've still got to make her food and all that, you know, sterilize bottles, all that jazz. So what I do is strap her into her chair and I pop on Hey Bear Sensory. Any parents don't know about Hey Bear, it's amazing. YouTube, Hey Bear Sensory. And she absolutely loves it. She will literally sit there and just watch these dancing fruits, no bother. Sometimes even fall asleep to them, which is always great because I need her to nap during the day, so. (laughs) And I can't tell you how much it annoys me, right? When I'll be doing the dishes, hands all soapy, all wet, and then suddenly I hear an ad come on the 13 minute video I've just put on for my daughter, right? Now, I can understand if it's an ad about some kind of kids show or some kind of kids product or baby product or whatever. Oh no, oh no, 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 no. It's a bloody Samsung Galaxy ad or an ad for bloody buses. Are you taking the mick? In all seriousness, so now I'm going to have to stop what I'm doing, dry my hands, come in just to skip this bloody ad and put my child's video back on. Now, the reason I'm having a tiff about this is because I feel that YouTube shouldn't have adverts on kids' videos. What's the point? What is the point? In terms of marketing, it just doesn't make any sense. Nine times out of ten, when I put a video on YouTube for my daughter, it's because I need to distract her so I can go and get something done quickly, so I can go and put a wash on, or so I can go and do the dishes, or so I can go and sterilise our bottles, or make up our bottles, or make up our food. I'm busy. I don't have time to be coming back and forth to skip these ads. And I'll tell you something else, right? It honestly makes me want to boycott these products (laughs) that are being advertised because I'm just like, no, no, I'm not going to buy your product now 
because you have completely wasted my time and energy having to come back and forth to cancel this bloody ad that my six-month-old is not interested in. And it's the fact that you sometimes get forced. You get forced to watch advertising. Like, oh, you know, can cancel after like 10 seconds. No! No, no, I don't want to watch 10 seconds of your ad. I just want to watch the video. Now, fair enough, I know YouTube has to have advertising videos on a lot, advertising on a lot of videos. I completely get that. I understand. But on kids' videos, really, it just doesn't make any sense. There's not usually an adult present that's actually watching this because most mums are, or dads, are using that five minute window to quickly whiz around and do what they need to do so youtube grow up all right (laughs) just grow up because i am sick to death (laughs) of canceling these ads honestly like skip ads skip ad and don't you dare try and force me to watch your ads because i am not going to buy your product so that is the first thing that i'm having a tiff about The second thing is, for anyone that doesn't know, a woman or a man saying that they've got the ick is just basically something that's like, oh, it's cringe. It's it's a shutdown of any kind of dating anything. Like, (laughs) as soon as someone's got the ick, that's it. So, (laughs) ladies, the icks are getting ridiculous. The icks have gone too far, all right? Like, Back in my dating day, and yes, I know saying that makes me sound a thousand years old, but back in my dating day, an ick was a personality trait or like a a bad habit that somebody did that just kind of put you off. But now it's gotten wild. It has gotten wildly overused and just... It's just an excuse for basically shutting things down. But don't say you've got the ick because a guy ran for a bus and missed it. (laughs) And yeah, I genuinely seen a tweet of that. I was like, no, that poor guy, man, poor guy. My man's just trying to get to work, make a living for himself. He's running late. He's thought, I'm just going to run for this bus, misses it. And that gives you the ick. Ladies, come on. It's just, it's gone too far. It's just gone way too far. So I went out of my way to try and find some online, some funny ones that I thought you'd all enjoy. One I found, I got the ick because he used too many emojis. Oh, stop it. (laughs) These are the things that you just need to say. Just be like, hmm. You know, I, I I don't like all the emojis, so let's just not do that. Just be honest. Communication is key, people. Communication is key. And then there's another one. I saw this on TikTok, and one of the comments said she got the ick from the way her boyfriend chased a paper receipt in the wind. Oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Poor guy. Like, I need that receipt for my expenses. Ick. (laughs) Oh, man. Too much. 
I got the ick once because I could see this guy's armpit hair coming out of his sleeve. Vile. Laugh my ass off. Oh, stop. I mean, don't get me wrong. Long armpit hair is... That's just not not cool, bro. But again, that's something that can be changed, you know? That's something you could say to him and he could just brim his armpit hair. No biggie. I got the ick because this man said cool beans. Oh, harsh. So harsh man (laughs) oh I honestly can and then the last one I'm going to finish on is I seen a meme which I'm sure has been a tweet that's been turned into a meme that said how can my girl say she got the ick because she was driving in the car with her man and he was trying to merge into another lane and nobody would let him in That's my tantrum this week because I just think just let's ick the ick. Like it's too much now, ladies. Come on. Come on. Just be honest with the guy. If you're not feeling it or it's just, you know, it's just run its course or whatever, just be honest. Just say. It's no biggie. I mean, I feel like I've gotten the ick before because I was dating a guy and then he talked to me about his political views. Now, I'm not political at all, but he was like a hardcore conservative voter. And I mean, it was to the point of, you know, well, yeah, these foreigners got, oh, stop, ick. Like, that's not something you can change about yourself. That's, that shit. No, I couldn't. I just couldn't. I was just like, mm, this is just not working out. Like, <laughs> I need to I need to focus on myself, you know. Like <laughs> so yeah, that that is a fair egg. Alright. So ladies, let's just calm it down with the eggs. They're getting way too much. It is now time for Tiff's tea this week. Now it has been an interesting one. I thought I'd do a bit of a, I mean, last week was quite a funny tea, so I thought I'd do a little little in-depth tea this week. So the options were happiest time in my life, of course, that was going to get no votes, was it? <laughs> biggest obstacle I've overcome in my life and biggest regret in my life. Now, one did win, one did come out on top. And it was biggest regret in my life. I do have to excuse the background noise. I am a working home, working home? No, I'm a working mum from home. And as I've been recording, my little angel has been sleeping, but she's now woken up and she's shaking her little maracas in the background there. So if you do hear a bit of background noise, I do apologize. So my biggest regret in life, first of all, I should say I have gotten to a point in my life where I don't necessarily believe in regrets. I think rather than saying it's a regret, it's a lesson learned. I prefer that term because I think regretting something that you can't change is not 
it's not going to help you in the long run. So I would say that the one thing I could kind of look back on and say lesson learned is using my own trauma to excuse bad behaviour or ways that I've treated people that have just tried to be there for me, basically. And what I mean there is essentially, obviously, I lost my mum when I was 15 years old. A very, very raw age to lose any parent, really. And growing up, I'm very open and honest with the fact that I didn't have the best childhood. Again, that's a whole other issue, and I definitely will talk about it in future episodes. My mum basically discovered she had breast cancer and she was eight and a half months pregnant with my little brother, and I was 13 at the time. So at a very young age, I had to take on a lot of responsibility because when my little brother was born, my mum was straight into chemo and that kind of thing. So I did feel like I missed out on a bit of a childhood, really, and being able to be silly and do all those kinds of things. And then out of school, I was straight into a relationship. I'd kind of settled down. And then just before my 21st birthday, found out that he had basically planned to cheat on me. So I decided to sack everything off and move to Lanzarote, where my dad had actually retired out to. So just start a completely new life just before I turned 21. Now, obviously, I didn't deal with trauma in a very healthy way. I started partying a lot. And my excuse for that was always, but I've had I've had it hard, you know, I've had such a hard life and this, that and the other. And it, it was all down to just me not processing my own trauma, basically. It was a very hard time in my life and, you know, I didn't treat people the best. And I didn't allow myself to be treated the best, particularly by men um, in relationships that I had. I just, I didn't respect myself for a long, long time. And I allowed men to treat me badly. Don't get me wrong, we've all dated our fair share of, shall we say, not very nice people. But it makes me sad that I allowed that kind of treatment to go on for so long. Particularly now having a daughter that I'm going to have to teach about relationships and things like that you know it is tough but at the same time I am grateful for that time because it's gotten me to where I am today it's made me the woman I am today and when I met Mr KC it was just amazing because he kind of taught me what love really is and what love should be and what a relationship looks like a healthy relationship which I never really felt like I had. I felt like I'd been in love before, but I actually had absolutely no idea. And the way he treated me was kind of like a shock to the system in the beginning, I'll be honest, because I was sort of like, oh my gosh, is this is this how a man actually is supposed to treat a woman? Like <laughs> and yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. I had just allowed myself to be so disrespected over the years that I didn't even know what what it truly was, what love truly was. So that's probably my biggest regret in life. But again, as I said, you know, regrets are silly. You can't change anything about your past. You can only look forward and take those lessons learned 
and fix them for the future. So that was this week's Tiff's Tea, guys. I hope you enjoyed. And if you did, please do let me know. Let me know your biggest regrets in life. And if you're happy to share them, let's go. Tiff Time Pod on Insta, Facebook, and Twitter. And with that, we come to the end of another Tiff Time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to like me on Insta, Facebook, and Twitter. The handle, you know it by now, guys. It is Tiff Time Pod. And don't forget to vote in next week's Tiff's Tea. And also thank you and a big shout out to everybody that had messaged me uh, and sent me comments on Insta. It is so much appreciated and the love means so much, guys. 